Hi there, Meg Rentschler here. I just want to make a quick programming note before we begin today's show. As you know, our show comes out on Wednesdays, and it just so happens that the next two Wednesdays are major holidays. So Christmas Day is December 25th, and New Year's Day is Wednesday, January 1st. So the Star Code Show is going to take a brief break, and we are going to come back on January 8th, four shows every Wednesday, but we're going to take a holiday break. And I look forward to seeing you in 2020. Now let's go to today's show. You are listening to the Star Coat Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 165. When you invest deeply in the work you want to create with your life, you are sending a message to the universe that you mean business. And it moves it from a hobby to a business. A lot of us have sort of hobby energy around what we want to create. I'll get to that on the weekends. I don't have time. But when you start to really invest time and energy and money in something, you are saying to the world, I'm in it. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello and welcome to our final show of 2019. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and I want to welcome you to the Star Coach Show as we continue to explore different strategies, tools, and resources for professional coaches. Now, timing just happened to be beautiful for our final episode. Our guest today is the perfect guest to close out our year and to challenge you to think about how you want to show up in the next year. And ironically, I've been trying to get Rick on the show for, I believe, about a year now. And timing just happened beautifully as he was able to get us onto his calendar just in time for the final show of our year. Rick Tamlin is inspirational. He inspires people to be their best. His compelling purpose is to encourage and assist others so that when they reach the end of their lives, they can say, that was a great life, rather than, ugh, I wish I'd done more. Now, I invited Rick to the show today to share his creation of The Bigger Game. In 2001, Rick co-created The Bigger Game, which is a tool that inspires people from all walks of life to get out of their comfort zones. And don't we all know that we can hang out in those comfort zones, not necessarily to our best benefit at all times, and instead invent the lives that we want. Rick is the author of Play Your Bigger Game, Nine Minutes to Learn a Lifetime to Live. Now, Rick is known to me from several of the previous guests that I've had on. He's an instructor at the Coach Training Institute, 
and is a master certified coach. He's a certified professional coactive coach through the Coaches Training Institute. But he's renowned for the work that he does to help others get out and play a bigger game. Now, we also find out through our interview today that he's doing some other really exciting work through something called Produce You, which I think I've talked him into doing another episode about, so stay tuned to that. But in today's show, we're going to look at what is a bigger game. And I'm going to encourage you to go to biggergame.com and download the game board that Rick is going to talk about today. We explore what it is like to be on this board of life that Rick talks about and how each one of us is on some place on that bigger game and we have choices to make. I think that this is an absolutely perfect episode to wind our year to an end to get you to think about how do you play a bigger game from this day forward. And I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go and learn the bigger game with Rick Tamlin. Rick, welcome to today's show. It is wonderful to have you with us. I'm so excited that you're joining us at Star Coaches. I am thrilled that we finally found a time, right? It's like... It's amazing that people have things they want us to do. It's not just all about us sitting around talking when we want to sit around and talk. No, I know. That's a good sign. We're both busy doing the work to not actually be able to talk about the work, right? So it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your great show. So Absolutely. And, you know, as you know, we talk about different strategies mm-hmm. and tools and resources for coaches. And you're very well known. You are, you are known, Rick, for the bigger game. Mm-hmm. And I would love to just begin by exploring what the heck is the bigger game? Mm, Sure. Let me dare start with a philosophical context first. And by the way, Meg, if I confuse you or it doesn't make sense, just come in with a question and, you know, because it's, you know, I can have these moments of riffing into territory that's like, oh, what happened? So, so here's the way I like to think about how we create, like humans are creators, right? We're not reactors, we're creators. And the coaching profession and the support profession that we're all in is that's, that's what it's about. How do we help our clients, our teams, our companies, our leaders, whatever, think like creators, right? And I believe at my core that humans are designed by two primary conversations. The conversation that's going on inside our head, that's the first conversation. There's always a dialogue going on inside our head, right? And then the second conversation we're having is with other people. We're either having one with ourselves or with other people. There's probably a third conversation, which I I dive into a little bit these days called the unconscious, which is the sleep time, right? When you Mm -hmm. go to sleep at night, there's a third conversation. That's not what this is about right now, but there's a a third one going on. It's powerful and worth mentioning, yes. Absolutely. There's Mm -hmm. the unconscious conversation that we're, you know, sort of the shadow side of the human condition, if you will. So two conversations are designing our life, life or creating our life. And so bigger game, which we'll get into in a minute, sort of the 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 actual model to model, it puts us into a bigger conversation rather than the same conversation. So just by its language, when I ask people, do you want to play a bigger game? 
their creative mind goes to, well, yeah, of course I do. What does it mean? And then I ask them, well, what does it mean for you to play a bigger game with your life? And what it opens up is the creative conversation of a bigger future. And bigger, by the way, is all defined. You get to decide that. I don't care whether it's having an impact on your local community or your family. It doesn't matter. This is, not a, this is not a size or volume conversation. This is an impact conversation. And so important because people might think, well, you know, my bigger game isn't big enough or whatever. But the yeah. reality is it, it doesn't matter. What no is clue. what does that mean to you? Where does that go for yeah. you? Yeah. All based on this concept, and I think again the coaching profession is founded on this energy that as humans we're creators and we want to expand life. Like we are here to expand something or grow or impact something. I think that's why we're on the planet. You know, we don't come here to take, we come here to create. And that's a you know big distinction. What am I doing on this planet? The big existential question. Why am I here, right? And when you start to realize, well, I'm, if I'm here to sort of create an impact in a positive way, it sends my life in a direction, different direction, rather than I'm just here to survive and get by. Right. I'm just here to kind of plunk down and right. serve my time. Exactly. Exactly. So the bigger game, just the just the language, bigger game opens up the window of sort of the new, the mind going, okay, what does that mean for you? And then of course, in a coaching context, for those of you that are coaches, you just get to ask your client, go, well, what does it mean to you? And then it starts to open up. Now there are components to it. There's a book, I wrote a book about it. So there's, you know, there's more depth and breadth to this thing, but just the concept that conversations are designing your life. And do you want to have a bigger game conversation or do you want to have a same game conversation? I do a lot of work inside organizations and they love the bigger game workshop. It's a two day workshop for teams because it drops them into a bigger conversation rather than a strategy conversation. Is their, their same conversations are usually the strategic conversation. Right. And I come I, in and go, okay, we're going to have a different kind of a conversation for two days. So, and I bet that gets them talking with one oh, another and seeing things differently and, yeah. and opening up to possibility. Yeah, opening up to possibilities. I love what you just said, seeing things differently. Because I don't, I don't even have to train them in you know, changing perspectives or anything like that. It just, it organically happens, right? It sort of unfolds in front of them. And then by the end of the couple of days, they realize, okay, what are we really, really up to here? Because I get very clear Doubling your profits is not a bigger game. That's a bigger goal. And, and then what would a yeah. bigger game look like versus the bigger goal? Can you go into that a yeah, little bit more? Sure. Well, here's an example that just came across my screen this morning. And I work with a lot of different people, but I want to make sure I get this clear. There's, a, there's people in my world who I've worked with over the years. They have just created a, a racism workshop in our country launched throughout our country around what is our part in changing the conversation around racism in our country. Now, that is a dicey topic right now in our country right now, and that's a bigger game. Their business structure is to, you know, they've designed a workshop. It went really well the first time. They're rolling it out. Now they're looking for leaders. They're going to have trainers. So that's now a bigger game. And it needs to make money, you know, all of, all of the components of it. But it is, it's bigger than survival because a bigger goal is survival-oriented, right? I just need to double my profits. Okay. For the sake of what? And 
you know, and let's be really clear, you know, big money is not a bad thing. I'm not voting on money as a good or bad thing. That's right. not what this is about. But that's Bigger, not the game. That's not the game. The game is in the impact conversation, not the income conversation. You can make great income from having big impact. So I'm not voting again about money or not, but it's that it's the calling. It's the make a difference conversation. It's sort of obvious. We, we all know this. But it's you know, a we, nice distinction to make yeah. because it once again challenges us to think about it differently. Yeah. Again, this is my land. And I'm when I work with clients and one-on-one, they, they know this. When they hire this guy, Rick Tamlin, this is the conversation you're going to get. I am not interested in having people get to the end of their life and say, that's what I got. I'm interested in getting to the end of their life and going, that's what I created that made a difference. So it's, it's the trajectory of your life. You know, when you look back, what do you want to say? When you say you've impacted life this, you had this impact on your family or your system or your company or whatever it is, Bigger Game asks that question. What's the difference I made while I'm here? Now, that's a little cliche, but I created a model to help that become more real rather than it's just a bumper sticker. So how in the world do you take something that complex, that challenging, and say, here's a game that Mm -hmm. kind of covers those concepts for you. Go for it. Yeah, well, it's a, your question is right on. Well, it was birthed out of, I'm going to give credit to uh, the Coaches Training Institute, one of the co-founders. I'm a big trainer for the Coaches Training Institute for many years, 26 years now. Laura Whitworth, one of the co-founders, she and I started to have a conversation around what was having our clients, our coaching clients, some of them be more successful than others. And we just started to dissect it. And the simplest answer we came up with right out of the gate was the ones who were up to something bigger than they knew how to do were the most successful. So they weren't goal-oriented, they were Mm impact-oriented. And out of that, we created a game board. We wanted to turn it into a game. We used the metaphor of a tic-tac-toe board. Now I know this is an audio podcast, so you can't see it. But tic-tac-toe is pretty straightforward. straightforward, right? There's nine elements. We use the metaphor of tic-tac-toe so it feels like a game, playing with this concept loosely that if we can look at life as a game, and I mean no disrespect with that word, Mm -mm. meaning that it's creative and it can be playful and there are days when the game is hard, but look at life from a game context rather than a sort of get-through context. Right. right? Sort of a a perspective on how to look at life. Anyway, the nine elements, I'll just walk you through the brief language of them. Imagine a tic-tac-toe board. The top middle square is the word hunger. Top middle square. By the way, they're squares. They're not boxes. <laughs> just to be clear. And we We're have not all putting everybody in a box. There you we, go. They're just a square. You got it. So upper middle square, hunger. It asks the question, what are you really, really hungry for in your life? That matters to you deeply. And it doesn't say, what do you want? It says, what are you hungry for? And there's no answer to that. It's never fully satiated. Because by the way, when you're fully satiated, you might as well stop living. So hunger is a constant state. Many of us don't give ourselves permission to be really hungry for the things we want to impact with our life because we're not sure we're going to be able to get it. So Laura and I so used to talk about this So fear kind of holds back? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. No, we actually, fear is a part of it, but I actually think it's disappointment. Ah. Because imagine, here's an example. I've worked with lots of people in this space. People want world hunger handled, like global hunger handled. There's people in the, out, the, out there doing this work, right? Probably won't happen in their lifetime. Probably, who knows if it'll ever happen. So, well, if it's not going to happen, I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to go for it because I can't be with the disappointment that it didn't happen. 
it, imagine hunger is like on a dial. It's on kind of volume dial. We turn it down because we're not going to get it. So never mind. I won't want it. This is what happens in the retiree community, the to retire, retired energy, right? It's like, I still want to have an impact. I don't know what it is. Never mind. I'll just let it go because I can't be with the part of me that if it doesn't happen, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that, that disappointment, emptiness right? or whatever. Exactly. It is. Which I think sidebar moment on disappointment. Disappointment is one of the most challenging emotions to sit with and be with. Mm-hmm. We've got mad, sad, glad, upset, pissed off, covered disappointment. I have to sit with it. I can't. It's very, very challenging. So the hunger square asks the questions. What are you really, really hungry for? Which feeds the next square to the right of hunger, um, if you're looking at the game board, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I'll give people the resource they can download in a few minutes, is the square called compelling purpose. Compelling purpose. It's in the life purpose territory, but we changed the word life to compelling because I know for me, as life unfolds, my my purposes change. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, I, this is what I'm about right now. This is what I'm about this year. This is what I'm going to be about next year. This is what I was about. To, like it's, it asks the question, what are you about? Now, what are you, now what are you doing? And I love life purpose work out there, but life purpose work gets all twisted for many of us because I better get the language right because it's for my life. <laughs> Right. It's sort of, you know, it's, it's like, it is it. And once I Uh, say it, it's written in stone. And so it can be paralyzing. Yeah, that's exactly why we changed it to compelling purpose. I like life purpose work, but man, we got to loosen it, you know. And for some people, by the way, it's not even words. It's just an essence. It's an energy. It's a picture. It's a, Mm -hmm. you know, when I wake up in the morning, here's what I'm about. It guides me in my life, you know. Okay, jumping over to the square to the top left square, if you're looking at the bigger game board, is the term comfort zones. We've all heard this term. By the way, all these terms you've heard on this game board, they're not new. It's the combination of them that activates the conversation. Comfort zones, very simple concept. Here's the distinction in this model. They are not good. They are not bad. The question to ask in this square is, does it serve us or not with our bigger game? Everybody who's listening to this call, I dare say we have a comfort zone called a comfort zone called brushing your teeth every single day. It's a comfort zone of behavior. Please continue. It serves. <laughs> right? We're not judging. Yes. Yes, keep doing it, right? Worrying. My dad had a comfort zone of worry. It was like a state of being. He didn't even notice he had choice with it. Mm-hmm. God bless the guy. Yeah. Now, Probably knew where that came from, inherited a bit, families, who knows? But it was like a constant. It was a comfort zone that did not serve him. So the question, and you have to remind people of this all the time, comfort zones are not good or bad. They're behaviors, patterns, thoughts that either serve us or not. And many, many times we have a comfort zone that serves us now, six months from now, doesn't serve. Not so much. So when yeah. we're using this, and I know you're laying out all nine and I don't want to yeah. interrupt. No, but, that's okay. It's but perfect. if you're in yeah. work with someone and yeah. it becomes apparent, the client themselves notices that a comfort zone is not serving them. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Well, here's where I point them. And the game board, you, we've heard three, will unfold all the rest. But the way to think about this is you're on this game board as a human all the time. You cannot not be. And so what happens is, is when you realize where you are, what generally happens is your creative mind then goes to, here's where I need to put my attention next. 
For example, I'm in a comfort zone called I'm stuck and confused. I'm I just I'm been here for two weeks. There's another square called allies, the bottom middle square called allies. Huh. Well, there's an idea. Let me pick up the phone and call somebody for support. That's an ally moment with a comfort zone. Like because I also many people have a comfort zone called alone and I should know how to do this by myself. See, comfort zones are just, there's billions of them. I'll share a personal example as as we're walking through this. And as I was preparing for your interview, it became apparent to me that I had been in the comfort zone of wanting to create these additional resources, Mm -hmm. but just falling back into, I've got all these expectations. I've got my teaching. I've got my, you know, mentoring. So I wasn't getting out of that comfort zone of knowing that it's something I want to bring forward, but not, I was just comfortable Mm -hmm. in what other people were needing for me and staying there. So I shifted into investment. Right. I decided I needed to invest in allies to help me move past some of that I just didn't have enough bandwidth. So what could I do? So I shifted into investment. So is that sort of what you're talking about? You're absolutely right. See how you got the game board became a resource for you to notice where to put your attention because it's, it's in our mind that we're stuck, right? Stuck is made up. Stuck's not real. And so the game board unstucked you, right? Unstuck to You're like, oh, yes, I'm in a comfort zone, right? Called, And I would dare say you were in a beautiful comfort zone that served for a while called responding to what my clients want, you know? And then you realize, wait a minute, what do I want to put into the world? It sounds like, right? Right. Invest in that. Go get help. Maybe you do it yourself and allies. You hire somebody. I mean, who knows? There's a million right. things, ways to fix this, if you will. The other place to go when the going gets tough, I always point people to this one, is back to your compelling purpose. Okay. Why are we doing this again? Why are you doing this? Because the day-to-day tactics and, and sort of doing tasks, can we forget why we're doing it. Right. They're like, okay, what am I, what's, the, what's behind the curtain of behind the curtain of why am I really doing this? And I can well, imagine when we tap back into that, that also is energizing and it's compelling and it moves us in maybe some safety almost because it's also in our bubble, our bubble yeah. of compelling purpose. I love your metaphor. It, it sort of, it, it creates a, a force field of I'm back in the game right? And I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm confused. I mean, overwhelmed and confused, by the way, here's what I'm noticing outside in the work I'm doing in the world. Overwhelmed and confused and behind are the number one, two, and three comfort zones I notice, notice people are in. Behind is actually first. Everyone's behind. behind. Fill in the blank. I'm behind with emails. I'm behind with making money. I'm behind with savings. I'm behind. I'm just behind. <laughs> <laughs> So it becomes a state of being that we actually have to realize there's no such thing as a head, kind of using the game board as an example. Right. Like, okay, what am I about again? Well, if I'm about this, then behind doesn't have any power anymore. Who cares? If I'm about having people play a bigger game with their life, does it matter that I'm behind on the tactics today? Not really. Or it's time to go hire somebody to help with some of my tasks, which is exactly sometimes where the business owner needs to go. It's like, I can no longer keep up. Oh, I have to hire somebody. That's an investment, right? Right. So it it becomes pretty pragmatic. This is not complex. But it sets the stage for the conversation and to challenge. Yeah. Oh, in in a really dynamic way. So we went across the top of the board. Yep. We had hunger, 
compelling purpose, purpose. and comfort, comfort zones. zones. So then yep. where are we going to go next? Well, you just, I'll name a couple you've named. The okay. bottom right square is investment. It simply asks the question, what do I need to invest in to make this real? Whatever this thing I want to create with my life is. And sometimes it's investing in, in me, by the way, the player, you're the bigger game player. Mm-hmm. Here's a classic ex- investment. I need to go to the gym and take care of this body like I've never done before because my bigger game matters to me so much. Here's what's fascinating. When people have a bigger game, they'll take better care of themselves than just because it will serve my health. Oh, You know what I mean? Like think yeah. when you have a good enough reason, your kids, by the way, do you have children, Meg? I have two. Yeah. So for the sake of your children, right? Right. The things you will do. Oh. Of course. Of now course. in yeah. in the land of bigger game, you're that's just that has your heart, your soul. You you will do almost anything, right? And so mm-hmm. that's an example of sometimes investment. You just need to take care of yourself better. And then also, what does the game need? I wrote a book. I, so people said to me, "Cool philosophy. If you want this in the world, you need a book." Great. I went off, got help, hired a a really great editor, cost me a boatload of money to hire a great editor. People were like crazy. They thought, what are you spending all that money for? I said, I'm investing. Mm -hmm. Um, A little philosophical concept on investment. When you invest deeply in the work you want to create with your life, you are sending a message to the universe that you mean business. And it moves it from a hobby to a business. A lot of us have sort of hobby energy around what we want to create. I'll get to that on the weekends. I don't have time. But when you start to really invest time and energy and money in something, you are saying to the world, I'm in it. So that's investment. Really powerful. Yeah, I know. It's it's like without investment, it's just a good idea. I mean, we all know this energy, right? It's like, and then we're always inspired by people who invest in their work in the world. We're always like, wow, look at them go. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not asking, are they successful or not? We just go look at them go. But then, of course, we want to find out, did it work? And for many of us, we have a comfort zone. Well, I'm only going to go if I know it's going to be successful. successful. Forget it, right? You know, it's like, then don't bother because now you're attached. And, you know, failure, by the way, is the greatest gift to all of our creative selves, right? I mean, failure oh. is the- Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, conceptually, we, we that's one right. thing. And then for people mm-hmm. to actually kind of grab on and, and say, right. yeah, that's just part of the process, part that of the can process. be a little more difficult sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great examples of that. During the recession, we all remember the recession in 2008 and nine. you know, more companies and more, more entrepreneurs are started in that era than any other time. So, you know, companies are started during recessions. Without recessions, we wouldn't have had Apple. We need those right. failure times, you know. Okay. Bottom, middle, square, allies. We talked about it. Without allies, the whole game is almost impossible to do. But let me also make a distinction here. Imagine allies is on a continuum, like it's on a line. Mm-hmm. All the way over to the right is a co-player. I am in this game with you, Rick Tamlin or Meg. I'm in this with you. Let's do this together. We're 100%, 100%. All the way in the opposite side of that line are people who think you're crazy. This will never work. This is the stupidest idea ever. Let me just ask you, Meg, how is that an ally for you, the person who thinks you're crazy? Well, I do think that that person at least makes me kind of think through, maybe defend. I mean, not get defensive, but defend like where I have right. to come up with, with data or, or right. like convince myself. Right. <laughs> Better marketing, maybe. Better yeah. messaging. Mm-hmm. Also, many of us are love to be, we actually get energy from the no. My mother was a person who created energy from the no. Great example that I talk about in the workshop all the time in this square is 
my brother, God bless him, 35 years ago, diagnosed with bone marrow cancer, given six months to live by four New York City hospitals, go home and die. He's, he's alive and well, by the way, just to, just to name it. My mother, little diminutive nurse, 135 pounds. You could feel her energy. She's like, no, not on my watch. Is my son dying, right? Went off, found a brand new hospital in Philadelphia. I won't go into the story. He's now written up in medical magazines because they did a radical cancer treatment, never done before on adults because he had a childhood cancer. They made up something brand new because there was nothing to lose. He's alive. Thousands of other kids are alive because my mother said no. Not on my so that's watch. Not on my watch. So that's an example. I it's always a beautiful tell people, example. I always tell people in the ally square, go find some no's. Go find some people who think you're crazy. I mean, the coaching profession was founded by people, by people who, you know, and then people are like, what? Who's going to pay you money for a conversation like that? Exactly. It was, it was a, right? What? It was crazy. Go to a therapist, right? Okay. There's another square called gulp. It's below compelling purpose. These, by the way, are not in any particular order. It's right. just random. But gulp, G-U-L-P, gulp. G-U-L-P, gulp. It's a fancy square. Laura and I made it up. It's the, it's that moment of, I can't believe I'm going for this. I don't know if it's going to work. This is crazy. It's the, this must be, and I don't know how at the same time, because if you know how it's not a bigger game. So it's a state. It's sort of like a, oh my gosh, this is, this is, you know, I do, I do a conference every year when I first started four years ago, you know, I hired Elizabeth Gilbert to speak. She was a big boatload of money. You know, it was a go, it was like Chuck and I, my partner and I were like, what are we, we're going to lose money. You know, this is crazy. Major gulp. Major gulp. Did it, changed our lives, put me on the map. We did lose money in the event. Who cares? I wasn't doing it for the money. I was doing it for the impact. And yet now we're four years later and you're Correct. still now doing we're four it. years later, still doing it. It's, it's, been re, it's been redesigned six times. It's been renamed. What is uh, the name of this, this phenomenon? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to too many topics at once, but I am now, my bigger game is now about producing people. So we now have a product and a weekend event called Produce You, the letter U. So we now produce authors, speakers, coaches, thought leaders, people who want to do good work in the world. We now produce them into the world. Wow, that is amazing. I didn't even know that. And that's awesome. And you're right. We're probably muddying the waters, but who cares? It's your gulp. Yeah, we're now in year three of that. It's a year-long program. At the, it starts at a weekend. And I won't go into the details, but the concept is, um, and it's my latest bigger game. So it links to bigger game. It's right. my bigger game. So many coaches, speakers, authors, wannabes, closeted, nobody knows about them. They are not known and seen in the world. And they're trying to get five clients. And by the way, they want to make a living at it and they're not. I got so tired of hearing that. I said, I got to do something about this. So now we help people. We, we help them design their workshops. We help them with their messaging. We make a video for them because we bring them to Hollywood. We do makeovers. We do the whole thing. Now, Meg, you're a great example. You have done a remarkable job with your messaging and your branding around helping coaches, you know, put their star, your metaphor is star, right? Right. You know, to put them into the space through the, through the land of a podcast is your primary modality. So you're an example of you're now out there and known. However, it's always in that place of, but not known enough. And there you go. how do I let yep. more 
people know about. So let me tell you, a little antenna went right up. Yeah. Yeah. It, the game, it's, there's no arrival. There's a little history of where this came from. I mean, I was an actor for 10 years in LA in New York City. My partner, Chuck, and life partner, Chuck, TV producer for soap operas. He still says he is a yeah, TV producer. Yeah, but he has stories. Yeah, he's got a loads of stories. Well, his latest story is that I'm just now the soap opera that he produces. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's sort of the joke because I'm a little bit of a drama queen. Anyway, uh, what was I saying about So you were the, saying that, that Yeah, that, where it came from. Yes. Yeah. Well, it started to dawn on us we can help people with their messaging because that's what I'm half my coaching practice was help me with my coaching practice. Right. I was like, okay, which wait is a really the reason why I even began this show. Exactly. It was, you know, I'm graduating with my credential. Now, what do I do? And how do I build my business? And who right. can I connect with? And Right. So you're a great example of your wanting to support the coaching community, have better success is a bigger game. Produce you my latest example of a bigger game. Right. Beautiful. So we got to, now back to the game board. So taking everybody back, just imagine the tic-tac-toe board again. So middle square bottom was the ally square. To the left is um, sustainability. Bottom left square, sustainability. First of all, it's taking care of you, the player. You got to take care of you. Um, for those of you that know the life wheel in, in the land of um, you know uh, coaching, this is where the life wheel goes. How am I doing? Is it fun? Am I taking care of myself? Am I going on vacation? How are my finances? How's my health? All that stuff. You got you to gotta take care of you. The second thing is designing the game that it could go on without you. Great example of that. Mothers Against Drunk Driving, an amazing global organization. Do we know the names of the founders of the two women? We do not. It's a sustainable, ongoing system. Even in my work these days, I'm thinking about I'm 60, not done at all, but starting to, it's entering my consciousness. Do I want bigger game to go on? Because right now, if I were to stop yesterday or to go away yesterday, it would stop. There's some people delivering the workshop because there's a train the trainer, but it doesn't have right. the holding leadership energy around it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm like, there's a sustainable conversation. I think I need this thing to go on. What am I going to do about it? As I shift my purpose, I exactly. still have this phenomenal, helpful tool. And Bang. I right. don't want it to die just don't because I'm die. shifting my focus. Exactly right. Exactly right. Good example. So two more squares. Middle square on the left column is the word assess. A-S-S-E-S-S. -S -S -S. Very simple question. How's it going? Doesn't say judge or vote or shame or blame. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> shaming ourselves that we're not doing enough is usually a huge comfort zone. It just asks, how's it going? What does the game need? Do I need to hire somebody, allies? Do I need to take a vacation, sustainability? Do I need to remind myself, why am I doing this? A compelling purpose conversation with my coach again. Do I, I mean, Chuck and I had a meeting this morning. We had a little moment of like, okay, okay, let's just have a moment of, let's get connected back into why we're doing what we're doing in the world because we got a little into the tasks, right? And we stepped back for 10 minutes and went, oh yeah, right. That's why we love this. Mm -hmm. And I could feel his heart go, oh yeah, I love this. You know, mm -hmm. 10 minutes before it was like, oh my God, look at all that we have to do today. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's an example of assess, how's it going? Middle square, bold action. Without bold action, another nice dreaming conversation. Love dreaming. And every time I ask in a workshop, I go, okay, what's the operative word for you in bold action? Half the room says bold, half the room says action. And I say, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's best right for you. Right and right. Exactly. Right. You're all right. You know. So there's the nine elements. Hunger, compelling purpose, gulp, investment, 
allies, sustainability, assess, comfort zones, and bold action. Bold action. What a dynamic process that you put together. And I'm sort of, I'm in this place right now because I just learned about your new adventure and how exciting that is. And then feeling sort of sad that you're transitioning. And at the same time, as long as you create sustainability, that's awesome. Yeah, so, don't, so I'm, yeah, you have to. So basically, yeah. I'm just saying, keep going, right? Keep going. You have no option. You have to create a little sustainability, and then you just do whatever we you are. want. We are. No, don't. Yeah, I can feel that. It, here's the way to think about this. And for those of that are listening, bigger game is not going away. I have a call after this call with Europeans about bringing bigger game to Europe. Bigger game lives on in Asia, by the way. There's a couple of trainers there. There's more to come with it. I'm getting feedback. There's a second book that wants to happen. You know, so there's a lot of sort of, you know, things in the pipeline, if you will. And just like all of us, right? We get overwhelmed and what do I focus on first? And, but they're all being looked at from right. sort of the assess context, you know? So I'm trying to alleviate your concern. Yes, Thank you, yes, Meg, for being yes. such a fan. <laughs> appreciate it. It's like, that's great. Well, I'm an equal yeah. fan of, of what I hear that you're doing because that just really got my interest going because yeah. as you yeah. know, you know, we've both worked with hundreds of coaches, yeah. thousands of coaches who are coming into the profession and we want to create success yeah. in like for the profession, for the purpose, for the, is everybody tapping into the star that they are? So yeah, that's um, exactly right. So that I'll probably need to have another conversation with you, but about Thanks, this yeah. conversation, I want to thank you so much for bringing it forward for helping us explore a different way to have a conversation. Yeah. Thank you for hearing it that way, that this is a conversation guide. It doesn't fix all the problems. Of course, this is it, but it's, it's either the conversation we're in is designing our life. And so I'm always reminding people like, well, what's the conversation you're having with yourself and with other people today? Because that's going to design your life. And so then I link it right to, do you want to have a bigger game conversation? And here's how you have a bigger game conversation, which is then I show them the game board, which by the way, just a little reference point, you know, biggergame.com. I don't have all the drop downs. Biggergame.com. Biggergame.com. There's all kinds of free stuff. You can download the model. There's a white paper that a corporate person wrote about how the, the impact of bigger game happened inside their company and the difference it made. And there's lots of resources there. So go there. And I'll Um, have that on our show notes. Perfect. Perfect. There's also ricktamlin.com, R-I-C-K-T-A-M-L-Y-N.com. There's a link to Bigger Game inside of that, but then you'll also get a flavor of what else is happening from this world of what we're creating. So there's a lot going on. You can tell I'm, I'm a bit of a creative and I can't just make... I liken it to Hollywood as a production company. I can't just be making one movie at a time. I have about four different things happening at the same time. Keeps me interested, keeps me in the game. Um, And brings all that value to those who are connected with you. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Well, thanks again for your time. And so good to meet you this morning and to bring this good work forward. Thank you, Meg. And I just will say, underline it for all of you that are listening to Meg's podcast. There's a lot of podcasts. She's done a lot. I did some research on her and I'm like, thank you for bringing all the messages that you're bringing to this world, whether it's to coaches or just to people in general. You are a best practices and a, how do I want to say, you are the voice of wanting to support people like I've never seen. So thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for saying so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is definitely a work of joy. Yeah, you can tell. In my language, that's a bigger game. So perfect. So with the whole concept of playing a bigger game, I wish you the very best for the rest of 2019 and for determining just how you're going to show up in 2020 with your family, with your friends, in your business, and to the world as a whole. I want to thank you for listening each week to the Star Coach Podcast and to let you know that 2020 is already lining up with some incredible shows. We're going to be looking at skill development in how to laser coach and effectively close a session. We're going to be looking at organizational coaching and how to grow and develop people. We're going to be looking at how to coach creatives and so many more things. So know that my goal continues to be bringing you the very best through the Star Coach Show. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a rate and review at Apple Podcasts so that more people can learn about the show. I want to thank Rick Tamlin one more time for joining the show today. And until 2020, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic end of the year.